Good morning, everyone. It's a Friday. This is a fantastic Friday, or at least it will be. Um, welcome to the Word of Truth broadcast this morning, our podcast. I just thank God for today. I thank God for the privilege of being able to share what God lays on my heart. Um, what, 30 some years of ministry now. Um, God has just really blessed me um, to be able to do what he would have me to do. And and I know that the best is yet to come for our ministries, uh, Chosen Generation Empowerment Ministries. Uh, I'm just excited about God and what he's doing. And uh, as I start the message today, um, I just thank all my listeners again. I appreciate you uh, supporting our ministry and, and doing whatever you can to, to be a blessing to our ministry. I would like to just share today about a uh, something that happened uh, in our experiences. I think uh, when we preach, when we teach, <clears throat> it should be from the life uh, learning experiences. Uh, I'll call them LLEs, uh, life learning experiences. And uh, all of us are growing, no matter who we are. I don't care what kind of title you have in front of your name. Uh, we all living in this flesh. And if anybody tell you differently, run away from them as fast as you can. Because we all living in this flesh. We all <clears throat> experience um, uh, this sinful flesh. We all uh, have lust in this sinful flesh and we all have emotions and we all have uh, all that everybody else deal with just because we give our heart to the Lord and get saved and get filled with the Holy Spirit uh, does not mean that we are perfect. So, uh, and people will have the tendency to do that. I don't care how anointed you are. Uh, uh, you are not perfect. None of us are perfect except our Lord Jesus Christ. And I think one of the things when we can come into grips with our humanity as Christians and as believers, uh, if we can come into grip with our <clears throat> humanity and that part of us that are fallible, uh, because Jesus is the only one, God is the only one that's infallible, um, then I think we, we will be on the road to garden against uh, the, the lust and the things that tries to distract us from the will and the purpose of God in this flesh and in our carnal mind, our soulish realm. So as I, as I give the message this morning, it's uh, God, uh, uh, thank God for the Spirit of God. Uh, uh, the Spirit of God is a comforter. He's a guide. And he leads us and guides us. And, and, and so I thank God for a warning system. And when I think about the warning system that God has put inside of us uh, uh, through the spirit of God and through our conscious, <clears throat> I think about, excuse me, um, the um, I think about a car, a car have a warning system. Um, you, you, your light come on, the check engine light uh, the, will come on to let you know if something's wrong with the engine. 
the if you are low on fuel the check engine the check light will come on to let you know this morning i was low on fuel and i heard a ding and then i looked down at the dashboard and my uh low fuel light was on and i was oh i gotta go to the gas station and thank god for that because back in the day i would just be driving and driving before there was a warning system for the low, low fuel light and then all of a sudden i would stop and look down and be out of gas so thank god for those warning systems that warns us the low fuel light the engine light the low windshield wiper uh, fluid lights and all of those uh, we used to call them idiot lights <laughs> but, but thank god for those lights but we need those lights in our in our in our life especially driving in the car but we need those those warning systems in our life as we are living in this world because of the flesh, the fallen nature, and the soulish realm, our mind, will, and emotion, and what we live in, and the temptation that we experience every day. So when we talk about God's warning systems, uh, our conscience and, uh, and the Holy Spirit, uh, I say uh, I had an experience yesterday, and I'd like to share this with you because uh, I... Um, was getting off from work. I was in Walmart and um, I was shopping it, shopping in Walmart and was in a rush as I normally am. Uh, <laughs> always in a rush. Uh, and uh, it was this lady behind me and I overheard her on the phone saying uh, he needs to move out of the way because I was going too slow. And um, so, and I looked around, and when I looked around, she was giving me one of the ugliest looks that she could give me. She was, like, giving me one of these looks like, oh, she could just choke me. And um, I'm going to be honest, um, you know, I was mad. I was angry because of the way she, her whole nasty attitude, I'm just being honest. And uh, so I said you can go around and I, but I said it in a, in a, in a nasty way and uh, it wasn't nice and uh, she went to say something else I said I said go around and um, that was wrong I mean you might say well hey she was nasty to you oh yeah mm -hmm. no that's not the way it works uh, we are to let our light so shine and that was an opportunity for me to let my light shine. And uh, so uh, I didn't say anything. I, I walked out of the store. And uh, when I walked out of the store to go to get in my car, the Spirit of the Lord just gently, because the Spirit of God, God never uh, put us on a guilt. Guilt is, makes you run away from God. Repentance, a godly sorrow draws you to God. A conviction, a, a conviction draws you to God. It, it, it should. And the Spirit of God convicted me. And he said, you're the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. The, the Spirit of God just bringing this to me. Uh, you are a Christian. You're a man of God. What if she listened to one of your messages and seen the way you acted and acted in that store? And right then, I could have went through the, through the, I didn't, because one of the things you, 
can't do when the light, the warning light comes on, you can't justify it. You have to say it's something wrong. I did something wrong. <clears throat> Acknowledgement is the first part of it. So I there was no justification for it. Well, Lord, she did this. Well, they did that. Well, she said this. Well, they said that. That was inexcusable because I know better and I should have done better. Uh, uh, so I said, Lord, forgive me. I was wrong. I should have uh, said, moved out of the way and said, I'm sorry. And, and, and with love and kept it moving and, and have a blessed day. And that would have been my light shining. But my light didn't shine yesterday in Walmart. Um, but that's okay. That's okay because I acknowledged it. The Spirit of God dealt with me. But this is the one thing I want to tell you. This is a critical, critical point that I want to make here. Had not the Spirit of God convicted me and had not my heart in my heart, because that's that's where that's what God deals with. He deals with our heart. It had not God dealt with me. That would have been concerning. That would have been a grave moment. I'm going to tell you why, because the word of God tells us that God chastens those that he loves. That means he corrects those that he loves. Discipline is correction. And, and God disciplines or corrects those that he loves. And the Bible say he scourgeth every son. That means he give us a, a lashing with the word of God. He does it in a loving way, not in a, con, a condemning way. But God corrects us. And had not God corrected me, if he had not corrected me, I, I would have I not been his. Because the Bible says if God doesn't correct us, then we don't belong to him. We are a fatherless child. If he doesn't correct us, we don't belong to him. So I thank God for correction. Let me tell you something. If we can go, if anybody can go and do anything they want to do, curse people out, be nasty, steal, kill, and do everything and never feel a conviction, I, the word of God said, not me, but the word of God said, you don't belong to God because God loves us. And part of love is correction. I'm going to tell your parents, if you don't correct your children, you don't love them. If you don't correct things when they're wrong, when you and you could just tolerate anything that's going on around you and you know it's wrong and you know it's evil and you could just hang around it and be comfortable, something's wrong. You need to check to see if you really have a relationship with God. Because I'm going to tell you, <clears throat> God chastens those that he loves. Thank God for correction. Thank God for those warning systems so that when my mouth runs off the way it, uh, it shouldn't, and I say things, the, the, what I and think things and do things that I shouldn't do, and yes, I do sometimes, uh, and we all do. To, again, don't let anybody fool you. Uh, 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 you could be dressed in all white from head to toe, but you've got some dark sides. All of us do. So we've got to acknowledge that we've got to be on the guard for that. And we've got to say, Lord, like David did when he sinned, when David sinned before God, he, he had a man killed. He, he slept with the man's wife and then turn around and had him killed. 
and, 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 and it's only when Nathan the prophet came to David and said, uh, uh, gave him the parable and of the uh, ewe lamb and the little lamb and, and he had all of the choice of, uh, of the lambs he could, and he chose the, the, that man's lamb. And David said, this man who could do something so horrible, this man deserves death. And, and, and Nathan said, you're the man, David. It's you. And, and, and a lot of times we have to look at ourselves and say, it's not, uh, as the songwriter said, it's not my mother, father, sister, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And so many times it's us that God is trying to get our attention. And it's us that God is tugging at our hearts and saying, no, no, no. You're trying to say it's my husband. Well, if he hadn't did this or it's my wife, if she hadn't did this and and we are placing the blame on everybody else. But the responsibility lies with us. God holds us accountable, especially when we know what to do is right. And so what I'm saying today is God has a warning system. Is God warning you today? Is God speaking to your heart to say, you know, you're, you're, you're doing something you're not supposed to? Because the Spirit of God will let us know you're not in the right relationship. You're, you're doing the wrong thing. You are, you are in a relationship with somebody you don't have any business being in a relationship with. You are living a lifestyle that you shouldn't be living. And it's not condemnation. It's not condemning. It's not judging. The Spirit of God loves us. And love is truth. The Bible says perfect love cast out all fear. Love is truth. And we cannot mix truth with a lie. It's either that we're doing right or it's that we're doing wrong. And when we're doing wrong, God doesn't like it because he is a God of righteousness and truth and holiness. And he wants us to live that way. He, he wants us to let our light shine. So when those warning systems come and God begins to tug at our heart, let me tell you, those are the times we have to do like David. And David said, he, he, after uh, Nathan told him that he was convicted in his heart, he, his heart wasn't hardened any longer. And he said, God created me a clean heart. And that's what we have to do sometimes. Say, God, I've been around a, a, a dirty world with, with all kinds of things every day I live in. I need you to create a clean heart in me. Renew a right spirit in me, Lord, that I would have the right spirit. What's the right spirit? The spirit like the spirit of God, the right spirit to do the right thing, to love in, in the face of hate, to forgive uh, uh, in, the, in the face of bitterness, God. And we have those opportunities every day that we live. But we have to pray, God, I come to you and I repent. I'm, I'm wrong. I know I've done wrong, but I want to make it right. And I want to do right, God. And then we do right. We make it right. And we, we, we thank God and love God for his correction. Because I'm going to tell you, if we don't, we become hardened. And that's the last thing I want to say. When we ignore the correction of God, 
when we ignore the presence of God, when we ignore our conscience, the Bible says the conscious, our conscience is then seared with the hot iron. What that means is we become hard, we become cold, we become bitter, we become callous, we become uh, unresponsive to the spirit of God, to the, the convictions of God to the to the to the the correction of God we become bitter and we become resistant and I don't I don't know about you but I don't want that to happen to me I want to God when he convicts me I don't want a hardened heart because when you have a hardened heart God have to separate himself from you when we have pride pride comes before a fall and most of the times when we can't repent and most of the times when we ignore the warning lights that God is sending us in our life, it's because we are full of pride. We become proudful. And that's what happened to Satan when Satan fell. If you read in Ezekiel chapter 28, it talks about how Lucifer fell. How art thou fallen from heaven, O son of the morning? And the Bible talks about how Lucifer became proud in his heart. He was beautiful with pipes and stones and precious stones. And God gave him authority over one third of the angelic population. But he became proud and he began to say, I will be like the most high. I will exalt my thrones above the thrones of God. And he thought he knew more than God. He said, I want to be. I, I, he thought he thought his authority and power that God given him was higher to God, higher than God. He wanted to use that power to become higher to the, than God. So what we have to remember is that God is the God of all authority. No man have authority except it comes from God. And like the Job said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So we have to humble ourselves. We have to confess our sins. When that warning light comes on immediately, we've got to respond and say, no, Lord, this is my check system to keep me in intact, to keep me in control so that this flesh don't run away with me. So I don't run out there like a wild animal living and doing things I shouldn't do. And God, I thank you for your warning system, because that lets me know you still love me. Lord, oh yes, you love me when you give me, when you answer my prayers. I know you love me when you, when, when you, your spirit fills me and the tears flow and the, and, and I lift my hands and worship and praise. I know you love me. Hallelujah. When I can sense your presence in my innermost being, but I also know you love me when you correct me. I also know you uh, love me when you chastise me, when you, when I'm wrong and you, you let me know that I'm wrong and you, and you give me space for repentance to come back, acknowledge and come back and return a Around, away from what I'm doing wrong. God, you love me. And that's when I know you really do love me. So I want to say today, if the warning light comes on, like I had to do yesterday, I lost it. I didn't lose it in, in the sense of, of going all the way off, but I lost it yesterday. I, 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 I lost the opportunity to be able to be like Christ, to let my light shine to be a witness. But you know what? I learned from it. God forgave me because I came to him and I repented. And I wish I could find that lady. I looked over the parking lot to see if I could find her because I wanted to go to her and say, you know what? I was wrong and please forgive me.
So it's not only that when we do wrong that we go to God for repentance, but we go back to that person. Jesus say, leave your gift at the altar when you've done so and go back to that person. When you've done somebody wrong, you don't look in their face because you know what you did. Go back to them. Go back to them and love them and, and, and ask them for forgiveness if you can. I couldn't yesterday and that hurt me because I didn't have the opportunity where I could go back. But wherever she is, I say, Lord, I just want, I, I, I ask for forgiveness, Lord. And, 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 but when you have the opportunity, if it's a coworker, anybody, and let me tell you, sometimes we have to take the wrong for the right. It may not have even been our fault, but when we can go back and say, you know what? I, 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 I don't know. I don't feel as though I was wrong or I wasn't wrong, but you know what? I'm going to love you anyway. And I'm going to tell you that I love you. And, and so uh, we've got to be able to do that. We've got to be able to love. We got to be able to care. We've got to be able to show. And so when God's warning lights comes on, his love is telling us, turn around. His love is telling us you're wrong. His love is telling us you're going in the wrong direction. You are living an ungodly life. You're in an ungodly relationship. You are doing ungodly things. And when he does that, we can stop. We don't have to run. We don't have to hide. We can come to him in love and accept his forgiveness and accept his love and accept his correction, knowing that we belong to him and that he loves us. I love you. God bless you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, help us to admit and help us to acknowledge where we've gone wrong and help us, Lord, to cry out to you when those warning lights come on and know that your warning system you place is there for us, for us to grow and for us to love you and for us to have a wholesome relationship with you and each other and everyone in our families and here in our life. And Lord, when those warning lights come on, we won't ignore them. Because they can do more damage, just like in a car. They can do more damage if we ignore them. But Lord, we will turn around and take heed to those warning systems that you placed in our life. So that we can grow, prosper, and be blessed. And we ask all these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. If this uh, uh, message has been a blessing to you, then that's a, a blessing to me. I love you. God bless you. Have a fantastic Friday, and I love you, and God bless you. This is Word of Truth Broadcast. Have a blessed day. Good morning, everyone, on this beautiful Monday. Uh, it's cloudy outside, but it's still beautiful. Uh, again, it's a pleasure to come to you uh, to, to just lay on on. Uh, to tell you what God has laid on my heart this morning, uh, this uh, May, it's the first Monday in May, and um, God is awesome. Uh, thank you for listening and your support for the Word of Truth uh, podcast. Uh, I hope that, that it's a blessing to you and your life uh, and the lives of all of the listeners. That's the purpose of the podcast is just to be a blessing and I just wanted to share with you today what God laid on my heart uh, Jesus uh, 
lived a carefree life. Uh, he did not care a cumber over the things of this life. And uh, so the title of this brief message today is Consider the Lilies of the Field. Uh, because um, Jesus said, consider the lilies of the field. They don't toil. They don't work. They don't labor. Yet, our Heavenly Father feeds them. My Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father, your Heavenly Father feeds them. And uh, the simple message today is consider the lilies of the field because we live in a world that's so high tech, that's so high strong that you everything is competition and who have the biggest this or who have the, the largest the company or who have the uh, uh, the most money or who have the most houses and, uh, but but at the end of the day no matter what we possess on this earth we can't take it with us we can't take any material possessions with us and reality is what we stress over the most sometime is money statistic tells us that over 65 to 70 percent of marital problems have to do with money. And so when we talk about struggling and when we talk about money and when we talk about possessions, uh, we have to remember that Jesus warns us about getting too caught up in with the things of this world, with money, with with clothes and we've got to have a certain name brand and we've got to have a certain this and there's nothing wrong with that don't get me wrong we should desire nice things and we should have nice things uh, but what we shouldn't do is we shouldn't worry and cumber ourselves with with things that that we shouldn't and 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 and, and so how do we overcome that the fear of not having the fear of uh, 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 of uh, I believe I, I remember my experience in Korea when I first uh, was over there deployed over there in, in the military and I remember uh, vividly seeing the 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 hooches the little huts that the the Koreans lived in and and it's it's it was maybe a uh, hundred feet of that that was a big hutch was a hooch rather was a hundred feet. A uh, 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 hundred feet wide, and and the whole uh, square footage rather of the hooch was a hundred feet. Some was the small, even smaller than a hundred feet. One hundred feet. It, it could have been about uh, seventy-five uh, feet square feet. And they lived the simplest of life rice and, and a little meat and they lived every day they, they prepared fresh food every day uh, they uh, got their rice in their, from the marketplace and their little meat and they had their clothes, not a whole lot of clothes because they didn't have anywhere to put them, they lived the simplest of life, what we would consider poverty 
and in, in some places the sewage ran literally through the house uh, on the ground uh, and it smelled a smell that, that I'll never forget. And I thought, wow, it's so much poverty here. It's so much like here. It's so much uh, what people don't have. But you know, they were some of the happiest people that you could ever meet. They were content. They were they were family oriented. They were education oriented. They were focused. They were healthy, uh, and they didn't have a lot of the cares and the worries and the and the burdens that we have in America. And I said, they don't have the wealth. They don't have uh, a lot of things we have, but they have each other. They have their dignity. They have their respect. They have their their pride in themselves. They, they, they The little possessions that they do have, as meager as they are, they are content and they're happy. And, uh, and then that's what I believe we should focus on, not so much on what we can get, but what we can give to others and what we can be a blessing to each other's. And that's the first thing, giving. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, Jesus said. So if you would, if we would give, we would give, we would be a blessing to others. The word of God tells us to give and it shall be given unto us. So the first thing is to give. Give back. Consider the lilies. Give back. Be appreciative. The second thing is be appreciative for what we have now. Because if we're not thankful, if we're not appreciative of what we have now, consider our blessings now. Consider the lilies. Look at the blessings. Look at what we do have. Look at what God has blessed us with. We may not have what our neighbors have, but we don't need what our our neighbors have. God has given us everything that we need. And until he blesses us with more and he will bless us with more, we got to be content and thankful for what we have now. And I don't mean a passive content of just sitting back and relaxing and saying, oh, this is all that I have and I don't need no more. And, 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 and everyone lives their life the way they want to. But I'm saying is that you want to be thankful for what you have. Be grateful. God, I thank you for what I have. If I have this little Pinto car with one headlight, thank God for it and treat it as if it was a a 2025. Praise God. Treat it with the best and thank God for it. Thank God if all you have is a little square, a hundred uh, square foot uh, place to live. You have a roof over your head. You have clothes on your back. You have food. I think we are some of the most ungrateful people in America at times. We're not thankful for things until a crisis comes, until something happens where we have to look back and say, wow, I was blessed and I didn't appreciate it. I didn't enjoy it. We've got to begin to be thankful and grateful for what we have and quit looking at what 
other people have. That's why I got off of social media because it's a it's a rat race. Everybody looking at what everybody have and and what everybody is wearing and everything. You cannot get caught up in what other people are doing. Stay in your own lane. That's why we get frustrated because we don't have what the Joneses have or we don't have what the Wilsons have. Praise God. God what God has for us is for us. What God have for me is for me. I don't care how much what uh, other people have. And I don't want what other people have. I want what God has for me. Praise God. You got to want what God have for you. You got to be content and say, Lord, I thank you. Even if it's just a, a apple or orange, even if it's some crumbs on the table, I have something to put in my mouth and I want to thank you for what I have. God cannot bless us with other things if we're not grateful and thankful for what we have already. Why should he? Praise God. Think of our children. If we give our children things and they're not appreciative, what we say, I want to take them back because you, you're not even thankful for what you, what I'm giving you. Praise God. So we ought to teach our children. We ought to raise our children and we ought to be thankful and grateful for what we have. Thank God for what, what he's given us and blessed us with. And then when we have that uh, uh, a grateful and thankful heart. God can and will always bless us with more. But when we become greedy and proud and coveted, covetous, uh, uh, desiring what others have and in competition and stressed out over this and stressed out because we don't have enough this and living a lifestyle that's tr uh, that others are portraying on social media and on the television, trying to live large and 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 and, and, and living to impress somebody else. Listen, get rid of that mess. That's mess. Live your life the way God told you to live it. Be blessed with what God has for you. Stay in your lane. And I and, and that's that's what we got to do. Stay in our lane. Stay in your lane until God bless you with what he have blessed you with. Be thankful for it and be thankful and, and bless other people and be happy for other people when they are blessed. Because that's how we are blessed. But be thankful every day for what you have. And then finally, what we have to do is we have to realize that none of it belongs to us. It don't belong to us. It's loaned to us. That, that beautiful car uh, and that beautiful truck, I, all of my possessions that God has loaned me with, I don't own these. I can drop dead now and, and these things are going to go to somebody else. And when they drop dead, they're going to go to somebody else. We own nothing in this world. Naked we came in and naked we going out. So why in the world are we stressing for things that we can't really possess anyway? It's foolish, isn't it? When you think about it. The only thing we can really cherish and enjoy in this world is each other. The relationships that we have with each other. So the last thing is start loving each other. Quit fighting over things that don't matter. That neighbor you're not speaking to, that family member you're not speaking to, well, they did this to me, they hurt me, get over it. We've hurt so many people, we've did so many sins, amen, but God forgive us every day. So as he's for, freely as he's forgiven us, we should forgive others. That's what the word of God says. He forgives us and gives us the capacity to forgive others. We should give that love away to other people. So start loving somebody. Forgive. 
Let go of the, the, the stuff that keeps us from relationships. It's time to start mending. Leave your gift at the altar, Jesus said. If you have altar against your brother, leave it at the altar. Don't even come. We can't run the church when we're not speaking to our family members, when we're not speaking to each other, when we are angry and strife and malice and jealousy and hateful and envy and we are full of all kind of stuff and we're in church lifting our hands that's hypocritical praise God we've got to learn to humble ourselves Hump to whom much is given, much is required. Humble ourselves and say, Lord, I forgive. Even though I may not feel that, that I've done anything, I forgive if I've seen and unseen, heard and unheard sins, God. If I for, please forgive me. I forgive others. I forgive you. It's time to tell somebody to say, I love you and I forgive you. Well, you don't know how much hell they have in them. Uh, love the hell out of them. That's what God wants us to do. Just love people. Love the way that he loves us and forgive and consider the lilies. Look at the beautiful things that God has given us. Consider the beautiful, simple things that God puts in our life every day that we have the tendency to walk by and take for granted and, tr and forget about. Don't wait till it's too late. Don't wait until it's taken from you to appreciate it. Appreciate the blessings, the lilies of the feel of your life now. Stop to enjoy them. Stop to thank God for them. Stop to be grateful for them. Stop to praise him and worship him for them with a pure heart. Get out of the rat race. Get off of the carousel of this life, the roller coaster of this life. And start keeping your peace and your joy that God has given you and the love that God has given you. Because he's given you so much more than you will ever know. But all you got to do is come out of the stress. Even this day, come out of the rat race. Begin to enjoy the blessings in your life. And, and then when we do that, you know what God spoke to me? He said, when we do that, we make room for more blessings. But if we're not thankful for what we have now, we are cramped, our heart is cramped up with all kind of malice and envy and competition and jealousy and strife and covetedness. We don't have room for anything else. But when we clear all that stuff out of the way and we let God in with peace and joy and contentment, contentment and happiness and love and peace and praise, then we make room for the blessings of God. Consider the lilies today. Stop and smell the roses and get off that rat race because God has so much more to bless you with. God bless you. This is Dr. Peterson, Word of Truth Broadcast. Thank you. I just love you. And I just want to say a quick, real quick prayer. God, I love you. God, help us to get off the rat race of social media, the rat race of competition in this world. And the rat race of, of all of the cumberness and the burdens and the heaviness. And Lord, help us to relax in peace and consider the lilies that you've given us this day. Consider the beautiful things that we don't even have to labor for. Lord, help us to, to, to quit laboring over things that really don't matter. And things that really, really don't, don't that brings us stress and, and problems. 
And Lord, help us to be content this day and rest in you with the peace and the joy that you've given us. And Lord, every listener, I pray a peace right now over every soul and a blessing and a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory, knowing that it all belongs to you, everything that we have, everything in this world. Help us to pass the joy, the peace, the love that you only you can have us with and help us to give each day out of the abundance of our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you. <clears throat> God bless you. Word of Truth broadcast. Have a marvelous Monday. Goodbye.